Hello, everyone. This is Irliana Samsara back again with another edition of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Well, okay, we are here with back Vanessa. Vanessa Montgomery is back with us. I'm so excited. Yay. Remember, I interviewed her over the summer at the Queer Astrology Conference, and we had an outrageous conversation. She's a Sag, so of course, I have outrageous conversations with fire signs. What can I tell you? Um, but we're going to be talking about the new moon in Scorpio, which starts uh, Sunday in the... Uh, Sunday at 12.07 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, and so um, that's gonna be, it's very exciting, very potent uh, new moon, of course. And um, also we're gonna be talking, Vanessa has a, a new book coming out. So we're gonna talk about her um, existing book as well. She's got a book out on Amazon, but then she's coming out with another book. So we're gonna find out, all, it's called Cosmic Power. Um, but anyway, she's also known as Astro All Stars. Uh, Vanessa is a professional counseling astrologer and the author of the first book is called Star Power, A Simple Guide to Astrology for the Modern Mystic. And the new book coming out is called Cosmic Power, Ignite Your Light, A Simple Guide to Sun Signs for the Modern Mystic. And so that, and that is aimed at enlightenment and seeing past labels to the oneness that unites us all. I mean, is that not the most uh, proposed thing? Considering what we in the United States have just gone through, <laughs> we need a lot of unity conversation here. Um, so Vanessa's work also helps navigate the practical essentials with grounded cosmic intel. Her motto is free your mind, own your power, create your world. So welcome back, Vanessa. Hey, thank you for having me back again, Ileana. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks everyone for listening in. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm real excited to dig in. We've had um, been having some great conversations on um, um, on our last podcast. We had um, or two podcasts ago, we had uh, Smiana Gavrancic uh, from Serbia, and she talked about how she had the um, she had called the election for Trump in 2016 when like hardly anybody was. Any, not many astrologers were going that direction. Oh, wow. and called it for Biden, and you know, so it was great it. to have her on. And now yeah. a new beginning. So, um, and here we are at the new moon in Scorpio. Yeah, and a new, uh, you know, setting setting records. The new VP as well. That's very exciting. Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? I mean, yeah. goodness. Um, I know Jacinda Ardern and, you know, Angela yes. Michael, Margaret Thatcher, you know, the rest of the world has had women heads of state, or at least, you know, I know I feel she'll be the next president. Biden said he'd only be a one-term president. And I, I wow. really feel it's like it's our, it's our time. I mean, hello, we've only been around. I know, for right. <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> yeah. Australia's had one uh, female Prime Minister, she was voted in by her party, not the people. I did reveal a lot of uh, the sexism that exists, though, for women in power, which was interesting. And I've been listening a lot to uh, talks and I've bought her books, but I haven't read them yet. Uh, one still on its way by Kara Cooney, who's an Egyptologist, ancient Egyptologist. And she talks a lot about uh, looking at women in power back in the day, way, way, way back in the day. And um, yeah, the dynamics of the patriarchy and how uh, women sort of fit into that in terms of getting into power. And that's been really interesting because she's great at comparing it to the modern day. She makes it really relevant. Cool. 
Yeah, I've been loving it. So just because I'm writing the power series, <laughs> I've so far got the with star power and cosmic power, I thought, oh, let's look into other experts in other realms and see what they have to say about it. I was just showing Eliana, um, Eliana, I've bought the James Hillman kinds of power. I love his writing. He's so interesting. So I'll see his take on it as well. Yeah, Chicha Bhavadas loves, um, he often quotes on his, I love listening to his little bhakti astrology and bhakti talks on YouTube. And uh, he he always loves to quote James Hillman. And he's so, he's so deep with that. It's just, it gives such a richness to the experience. And um, the, he's so eloquent. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to look him up. I haven't heard of him before. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. You, you love him. Um, so as a matter of fact, I, I was just telling uh, to everybody out there listening to the podcast, I was just telling Vanessa that um, he, he's been known as Adam Ellenboss for a long time, but last year he took, I guess, maybe vows or something, but he changed his name to Achuta Babadas. And, um, and he's very much a bhakti yogi. He's very devoted. You know, bhakti yoga is a whole, you know, branch of yoga. And um, he is, is that very- service, service yoga? Um, yeah, bhakti is it roughly translates as devotion, like de the devotion to the divine. And he um, he talks a lot about the Bhagavad Gita, which is you know of course the the holy uh, book of um, you know in the Vedic tradition of India and Tibet. And he's just really amazing, <clears throat> a very deep, insightful astrologer, and who, who got his start in ayahuasca ceremonies. He said the real his biggest teacher was he's done like a hundred. I I can't imagine. Oh, wow. Ayahuasca ceremonies. And so he brings all of this super expanded consciousness to his work. And I've, I've been feeling, I keep hearing spirit say, you know, just take that course. And um, mm -hmm. I've, um, it's a one year commitment and it's Hellenistic astrology, which, you know, for everybody out there, uh, this is uh, Greco, also known as Greco-Roman, but it's the ancient roots, the, the 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 source, you know, code you could say for astrology, from which modern astrology, you know, came. And um, anyway, I just was really strongly feeling to take that uh, training and um, just being, you know, the North Node in Gemini is like open your mind and um, be open to other ideas and yes. fluid. And so I, I feel like I'm doing my North node duty. Yes. <laughs> Woo. I think that'll be really interesting. I've always had an interest in, um, like when I was taught modern astrology, modern psychological, humanistic astrology, uh, mm -hmm. they did incorporate a few bits of traditional. So, but not a lot, obviously, but it showed, yeah, why some things are how they are. So it's definitely, I think, uh, it enriches your understanding of astrology and practice. Mm -hmm. So that'll yeah. be awesome. It's definitely a turnaround for me because when I first was learning astrology, you know, I've just really been self-taught and uh, many, many years. But I remember um, when I first came across Hellenistic astrology, they, they basically focus on just the sun up to Saturn, you know, because in the ancients, you know, that's all I could see with the naked eye. They couldn't see past Saturn. So, um, you know, I, I was uh, always, but I used, I remember thinking, oh, I cannot bear to think about any astrology that does not include Uranus, you know, Saturn, Uranus, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Are you kidding me? You know, so I like wrote it off, you know, but then that North Node in Gemini comes along and it's like, get off your high horse, open up your mind, 
be fluid, think from another direction. So I'm like, okay, because there is really so much there. So I figured, okay, I'm just going to jump in and do it. So ta-da. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Not that I don't love my, of course, and he he calls it ancient astrology for the modern mystic. So he he is very much, uh, you know, along those lines, and it's about incorporating all the great tradition, but into the modern, you know, so... Um, and I know you, it's interesting because in your subtitles of your books, it's the modern mystic. So this is yeah. Because I was just thinking, you know, so many women in particular embracing, you know, the modern mystic within and, and not um, repressing it or shying away from it or seeing it as taboo anymore. Like it's just really being embraced and, you know, segue into uh, new moon in Scorpio and Scorpio season generally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and Friday I, the thirteenth, which it is there, you know, right? <laughs> all those themes, you know, it's very um, modern, mystic. It's definitely not the old way; it's the new way, and incorporating it into our life now. And we're in such a different position as women, and you know, men too, if they want to take up the charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone in between. You know, I love the whole uh, non-binary and just ditch those gender roles already. Yeah, really. Ditch those gender yeah, roles. Just you know, stop, stop calling Saturn he. I mean, because I mean, there's oh a my gosh, Don't here. get me started. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, how do you do that if you, if it is so easy. mythology, you know, like Saturn was this guy, you know, and so like, how do you stop calling I think it, Saturn he? Well, I, I think that it helps to, uh, yeah, see that it's an it and we all have that. And also for me, it just helped validate, I guess, it with is look back to where those archetypes uh, merged from, emerged from, because they weren't invented by the Greeks and the Romans. They were adapted from pre-existing matriarchal culture and divinity. So, and what you'll find is most of it's been flipped upside down, like Friday the 13th, um, in meaning. So anything that was to do with the goddess or women, basically, um, or things that are specific to women, like, um, you know, that cycle, that uh, life and death cycle, giving birth, um, uh, on your moon phase, like menstruation, it's all been, you know, so demonized, Venus herself you know, was called Lucifer, the devil that fell from the sky. And that's the Venus cycle when she goes from the evening star to the morning star, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that is your number one spot to start. (laughs) And if it just doesn't feel right or reflect you or empower you, you don't even need a reason. Just ditch it and be a revisionist. I'm totally into being a revisionist, but you you don't even need to. But you don't need to be an academic either and know all your history inside out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just acknowledge, no, that doesn't work for me. That works for you, mate, but it doesn't work for me. So I won't be calling Mars he. And uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it is what it is. And I think the easiest way is just to say it, like we do with inanimate objects, like their planets, their concepts, their archetypes, they don't have a gender, they reflect people. So, and I think that's where all um, the kids opening up to the non-binary and ditching agenda stereotypes are really going to help open our minds up into how we can do that and how we can see that and create new language for us. So I'm just, I'm a hundred percent in support personally. Yeah. Or they, them, the non-binary 
community, you know, they and them and gender fluid. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's so many openings now. And, you know, yeah. and, and the tragedy that we've seen this year with COVID, it's like, and, and all the, you know, and George Floyd and, and all the, the tragedy around um, with the, you know, these deaths and, and, and uh, marches and the violence that we've seen in the protests, but we've also seen that it's birthing this, this new, you know, birth is not a clean thing. Uh, you know, any, anybody will, will tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's messy, but what's coming out of this um, intense experience of 2020 is this, you know, this new beginning of new, new pathways of uh, relating and well, that brings us into the new moon in Scorpio, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, shed, shed it all, open up. Shed it all, yeah. Yeah. So, what well, else? So, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, segueing in, I think it's interesting that uh, we were on Friday the 13th. So, I was going to mention a few things about that. Sure, yes, please do. Yeah, like, you know, I think you probably know I had an idea of it, but it's interesting to, you know, do a bit of a Google and get a bit more detail about you know, what, what the days of the week have to do with astrology. Well, they're named after planets, of course. Right. So Friday is named after Venus, who was the Roman version of, let me have a look at this. I can't really say the name. Frig, Frigadag, Frigga, day of Frigga, Frigia, something like that. Like F-R-I-J-A, F-R-I-G-G-A. And, um, the old English word was, yeah, Friday, and it's come through to, we call it Venus now, but yeah, day of Venus, literally. So it's still date night, <laughs> which is great. And the 13th, of course, you know, there's 13 moons. I think that refers to uh, the 13 moon cycle a year. Women have uh, pretty much follow the moon with our cycle. So that's 13 uh periods a year basically and you know back in the day in matrilineal society women were really well, that was considered a really special time like your own personal new, new new moon phase if anyone wants to read dark moon by Demetra George fantastic she just goes into lots and lots of bits and pieces about that and um, I just think you know you've got the Friday and the 13th combining and uh, it's been demonized just like venus to lucifer and you know i'm not uh any specific religion but i was noticing when i was googling uh that in christian religion like all the nasty things happen on friday <laughs> oh, oh okay is it a coincidence there's so many of them <laughs> so the last supper the crucifixion and there were a few more i didn't bother writing them all down because it's a bit you know i never thought of that connection i just i just know the 13th is like you know that got demonized but when you think about like if you wanted to talk in a christian perspective you know well 12 apostles plus one well that's one's jesus so that's 13 jesus was the 13th so how can that be bad and wrong if it's right know, yeah right like hello they weren't <laughs> so, thinking <laughs> they weren't thinking. i also Sorry. heard from a, a woman i used to when i lived in sedona i i was friends with a woman who's jewish and she said that the Friday the 13th, that was also an anti-Semitic thing about, oh. yeah, so I thought, well, that's, that was very interesting to me. I, I never, you know, heard about that, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Since, 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 since I don't get it. I don't get 
that because you know Christianity came out of um, Judaism anyway, and you know it all has the same root. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there's Friday the thirteen, and then thirteen, like there's thirteen eons, and it's it represents a like a whole dimensional frequency, like the next level. So obviously if you want to control people you don't want them going into these higher dimensions of being so so that would you want to demon like you said you demonize the power structure and then and yes you're you're, you know you're taking all the power away and and that was the that was the power structure so that's where it flipped like in when the patriarchal started taking over and you know things changed i mean that's how they did it exactly and the 13, the 13 calendar, the Mayan calendar is 13 months. Right? Luna. The well, they were all, they were all lunar calendars for so for much more than it's been a solar calendar. I think uh, a lot of Asia still uses lunar calendars. Yeah. India still, all their holidays are really astronomically based and China as well. They're really big. Their new, their new year starts on a particular moon. Mm. yeah they still do that uh there's also i noticed which is hilarious but not for the people that have it there's like um a fear of friday the 13th and it even has a name oh (laughs) an actual condition (laughs) a phobia there's a phobia of friday the 13th i think it's triskaidekaphobia uh from what i looked up it's got the frigga it starts with frigga it's a really long word so venus like venus phobia (laughs) Oh, okay, Venus phobia. Yeah, <laughs> if you can translate it as that, yeah. So oh. I thought that was interesting. And then we go into the new moon in Scorpio, and Scorpio has so many of those powerful themes as well, with you know the rebirth and you know rules reproductive area, and you know women have um, a lot of women have really uh, difficult cycle as well, and I think a lot of that is. Uh, because it's not being honoured. You know, women were, when they were um, bleeding, they were, because you drop down and you get so sort of yin and mm-hmm. more receptive to your inner voice, you know, what came from them was like considered prophecy and they were really well listened to and given that space to go and be quiet and really drop down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I think it's a, it's just that, you know, you know, there's this whole thing of, it's just, yeah, like women used to also, it was celebrated when a girl had her first period and uh, now it's just, it's sort of hidden. You have to, the ads show blue ink. It's not celebrated as this red blood of life, you but, know? Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like, we're, it's like we're in a culture that doesn't really celebrate life, really. It seems to really celebrate uh, death. Yeah, but, well, the blood but fear it, is but on fear the battlefield, it. and not, you know, battlefield blood. Oh, that's okay, but not, yes, not this. Yes, and there's so much of that, but not yeah, the blood of life, and um, yeah, I think it's just so powerful to read just even a little bit about these things for women and start to see the cracks appear. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was something you yeah. inspired me. I just lost it. I'll think of it later, though, about the Scorpio and the and um. Oh, I'll, I can't remember, but anyway, it's okay. We'll we'll uh, probably loop back to it. So this yeah. new, the new moon is at twenty three degrees. Mm. Twenty three degrees of Scorpio. So the sun and the moon conjoined or conjunct, 
23 Scorpio. Um, so uh, let's see, I'm gonna pull up, I actually pulled up a chart for uh, Washington DC. So let me see if I can, where did I put that little heifer? Um, and I, I did not that, I'm, I'm kind of like, so, I, I'm not kind of, I am so done talking about President Trump, but I have to say that the chart for Washington DC almost mirrors his own chart. Um, he has um, uh, his uh, Leo rising 29 degrees and the chart for the, for the new moon in Scorpio is one degree of Virgo on the rising, on the ascendant. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And this new, this new moon uh, conjuncts his, the fourth house cusp. So that's the bottom of the chart for you guys that are, you know, many of you new to astrology. You've got the midheaven and the IC, the vertical axis. So anytime you have a, let's say, in a new moon conjunct one of the angles, that's that's a big deal. You know, that's a, that's yep. a lot more oomph. Potent, yeah. Anything so it's, it's a new day, it's a new dawn, it's a new day. Yeah, it's a new, it's the death, the old way. Of course, the fourth house rules the home. So the death, you know, the, the ending of his home, he's not going to be yep. in the house any longer. Yeah, and, he's getting kicked yeah. out. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, from from death comes life, as always. You know, it's it's the end of one cycle of life and the beginning of a new one. So, um, regeneration is the after we go through that death and you know, uh, uh, ego death or whatever kind of death you physical death, e ego death, whatever. Um, there's always that the regeneration and the ability to transform oneself from the depths of darkness. You know, so there's this reprogramming that's inherent in in that yeah i like to say with scorpio you know especially after reading so much about all these ancient ways and the cycles and the different uh concepts of the life cycle you know it was just seen as one unending circle really of transformation and, re and listening to Kara about ancient egypt and looking into that and you know they really rev it was such a taurus scorpio axis culture so fixed you know, in mode, it lasted so many thousands of years. And they really respected that cycle. In fact, they absolutely honoured it. You know, people just didn't have that fear, I think, that we have and that we've really faced this year because they knew that they, you know, energy continues and life would continue and they had their own way of thinking about it. But, um, yeah, it was really respected and same with uh, the Vikings were huge on it too, weren't they? They were like, yeah, we're going to Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla <laughs> was a cool place. You know, yeah. what comes to mind as you say that, Vanessa, is in the in Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, he talks about how, um, you know, it is lit, the, our relationship with death is, you know, like we're saying, very disempowering. And uh, maybe in this Scorpio new moon cycle, we can reprogram our stories around death mm. and, and how we, you know, we, it's bad and wrong. And I, I remember, <laughs> you know, and everything's sadness and loss. Well, um, it is all relative, but he, he said in the book that it, it is actually illegal to see a dead body unless it's in like a funeral home or you're a special medical personnel in a hospital, you cover wow. the body with a body bag or a sheet. It's like, you are not allowed to see dead people. It, it, it's a really, and in India, when they have a, a funeral procession, they, they have these beautiful flowers around the, the body and they carry it through the street and they bring it down to the burning guts. And, you know, it's like, it's all this, 
it's a celebration of life, but here it's, it's just, it, literally it's, it's against the law to see a dead body. I mean, that, when you think about hide it. Hide it. Yeah. It's very Pluto, isn't it? Just hide it. Yeah. <laughs> hide it. Don't look. It. Don't, <laughs> no one's allowed to see it. Put it under the, yeah, not under the carpet, but under the sheet. Under well, the I was going to say the, the, the promise inherent in Scorpio is the uh, promise of new life, but you have to, you know, go into the underground and let everything go first, like cut that, you know, whatever you're dragging along that's dead already, or you're not going to be able to move forward. But the promise is new life. The The end is not, the de death is not the end. You know, it's very eighth house as well. Death is not the end. So, right. yeah, and that's, I think, what Scorpio can give us if we get into that archetype and celebrate and embrace that power, that power of transcending death, because we have so many little deaths in our lives as well. Yeah, every day is like every moment, it's like you're dying to the next moment. You yeah. know, when my mom passed away, it was like 10 years ago, and I remember when she actually when she did pass and um and then i came back from the funeral and i remember watering my garden like the next day after i returned and i thought wow i mean it just really hit me that you know death is such a what a racket it is to <laughs> it really is death it's like it's just a transition to another state and and it's not the the end, you know and and the ego hangs us up that it's like oh it's this end. oh yeah it's the ego that doesn't want to die yeah, and I remember that in that movie. Was, you ever see that movie with Brad Pitt, Seven Years in Tibet? Yes. Well, he he um, the the dad um, of the little boy. He goes to see this Buddhist monk, and uh, he's trying to find out, you know, uh, try to understand Buddhism and such. And he the monk pours him a cup of tea um, in this little cup. And he keeps pouring it and he keeps pouring it and it overflows onto the tea towel. And the guy's like, oh, no, well, look, you know, look what you did. And he's like, oh, he goes, well, look, it was this lesson. Like, look, you know, the tea is still the tea. It's just in a different container. It's not in the the, the teacup container. And I, I never. So great. And that makes me think of uh, the waning and waxing cycle as well, that yin and yang or yang and yin, you know, there's like fill the cup, but then you've got to empty the cup so that you can fill the cup. It's like that cycle, which is what I was really getting into with writing Cosmic Power, a sun sign book. Because yeah. in ancient cultures, the sun really represented that very much. And um, same in Egypt, like the sun would rise waxing every day and then it would set and they would see it as uh, the divine, you know, the cosmic eye basically dying or the, the king or whoever it was was dying and um, would be reborn the next day. And that was like it represented how true that life would come back again would be. You know, you could see it in, in, in the sky. And then, of course, the yearly waxing and waning cycle, you know, six months up to midsummer, six months waning back down to, uh, you know, uh, midwinter. And again, there were cycles built on that, you know, in matriarchal cultures, some of them, they say in Crete, actually, while ancient Greece was just locking women up and just had pretty much no rights. Uh, Crete was really very egalitarian and uh, they were very they were still matriarchal goddess cultures a culture and they would uh, have a person in place like the ultimate deity 
uh, divine power was seen as female or feminine. So women had a strong place because it does reflect that and it is important, which is why I say that gender bias is just ditch it uh so they would put uh, uh they would choose you know or they would get uh this their fittest males to compete for the honor of sitting as the king as her representative not as he didn't actually have any authority it was uh he was a representative and um they would actually kill him like at the end of the year sometimes at the, the middle of the year and then they put a new king representative in there and um they say that or what i've been reading is those cycles got longer and longer because i guess they didn't want to keep killing their little like strongest fittest dudes and um they would have they would have him then (laughs) yeah they would then have him sit for i think it was something like seven cycles you know they ended up getting to be there for seven years but in the end they you know met their met their end like the sun and um would have people in their stead go so yeah, there's all these different ways of that other other cultures have understood this cycle, and we just don't have anything like that. Like people are trying to get the birth rate going, doing anything for it, and then at the other end, uh, stopping people from their natural cycle and allowing them to die. Like you know, if someone's old and in pain, and it's really time to go, and they want to go, it's so hard for them to just allow that, and. Um, you know, and there's people, you know, there's that idea of, I don't know, transhumanist. I'm not sure if that's a conspiracy theory or not, but I, I believe it because um, p- people don't, they're afraid to die. So if they're hanging on at, at that end and then, you know, encouraging all these births that maybe are being forced a little bit, it just is not, it's not right, I think. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, and it just uh, to me, it's very Scorpio themes, you know. Very face that fear, yeah. Like Scorpio is so strong, and they'll face. They want to search out, you know, uh, these challenging things. They want to look death in the face. They want to, um, you know, it was ruled by Mars. You know, in modern astrology, we associate Pluto, which is pretty hardcore. You know, they'll go underground and they'll dig it out. And I think that's a good chance for us to do now like really shed some layers you know the waxing cycle we're coming into the new moon let go first like you always do your what am I letting go of write it down burn it bury it whatever works for you rip it up have a tantrum <laughs> you know get get the shit out excuse Emer- my language the emergency um, emotional yeah that's right and really go for it like get right in there and like wrestle around with the demons your own demons and your emotional demons and let it out so that you've purged it and you're clear it's not in there festering anymore just acknowledge it and then you have that space that clear space for the rebirth and to plant what you want so i'd say you know look at your own chart where is this new moon um coming in and you can be more specific with it there. So where's yours, Eliana? Uh, where the new moon is? Yeah. Oh, it's in my second house. Yeah. Oh, Cashola. What was that? Cashola. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Yay-haw. <laughs> Yay-haw. You can settle up. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, in the, is square to my son. So it's definitely like oh. step up and, um, you know, light that fire and, um you know yeah burn baby burn Burn, baby burn it's a disco inferno (laughs) at your place this tomorrow or the next is it tomorrow yes it's a yeah it's a oh the new moon is going to be um in um 
in this part of the world it is yes. a Sunday just after midnight Sunday technically Sunday morning the 15th yeah so, so ours is around four four something p.m I think p.m oh yeah on so, Sunday yeah and what so, you know, I love is that it's it's occurring in the third house for the U.S. Um, the, the USA the third house is just Mercury ruled which happens to be the ruler of Trump's son and so it's like the sun is setting on Trump it's very symbolic when you think about it yeah and yep. Third house is communications and writing and thinking and attitudes and all. It's like we're letting go of those toxic old patterns of toxic thinking and embracing what's new and moving forward. Um, having gone through the worst of the worst, you know, we can now come out the other end and reprogram ourselves. Yeah, that's it. And it sounds like, you know, the new representatives are listening. Oh, which yeah. Which is great. They're really listening and it's very exciting. And they're listening to everybody. See. What's nice about I like what I like about this new moon as I just as I'm looking at the chart as I'm talking to you. There's this uh, small uh, a minor trine, or sometimes they call it a talent triangle. I don't know who makes up these names, but um, it's it's got that with Pluto, Pluto the the the, the, ju the uh, well this Jupiter Pluto freight train is uh, uh, as I've called it all year that this Jupiter Saturn Pluto freight train. Well, Saturn has moved away enough, but Jupiter and Pluto are, are exactly conjunct right now and in Capricorn and it's making this nice little dynamic with the sun the, the, you know the, with the new moon and also with uh, Neptune so we get to create and uh, this outrageous uh, visionary society and we can completely it's in the that Jupiter Pluto conjunction is in the fifth house for the USA chart so we get to be um, bravely, um, boldly, courageously, you know, using our free will and our, you know, let let it loose. We, we you know, to to create something new and uh, fully express ourselves in a new fashion with our government. So it's it's that's what's that's what I'm seeing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a great one for manifesting for sure, large scale and in your personal life. You know, it's only got easy aspects easy flow yeah you've got neptune trine how gorgeous and um yeah for just anything's possible it's limitless you know if you're going right. to set intentions why not just go for it yeah and uh yeah and then you know bring it in with that conjunction or yeah it's just jupiter's just passed out of the exact conjunction but still you know capricorn making it happen jupiter amplifying but keeping it real it's in capricorn Jupiter yeah, is right. also conjunct vertex, which is a faded, you know, that destinies, I like to call it, um, it well, it's like it, it, what it indicates for, um, for oh, you folks out there, if you never heard of vertex, it's um, the, um, it's like destiny's gate or destiny's point. And it's, mm, it's like, a, it's like a faded event or thing uh, or an event or an encounter or a person that you meet. Um, and so this is, um, this is conjunct uh, Jupiter exactly to the degree Jupiter is um, 23 degrees 23. vertex 23. So yeah. that that's an interesting like this faded encounter. <laughs> so yes, uh, it could and Pluto, be you know, the ruler of Scorpio too, you know, having an excellent it's just one degree off sextile. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, we, it's, it's super potent. And let, let's face it, Scorpio is the most 
I mean, I know Leos are drama, like drama queens and kings, but there's something about the Scorpio drama, but it's life and death and transformational and like deep cathartic emotional purging. So this is when we get to just let it rip, you know, <laughs> reprogram. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, in speaking about power series and people's different uh, takes on that, you know, Scorpio's ruled by Pluto, which is all about power, deep, Mm. full-on power so with this one I think it's yeah embrace your emotional and personal power and where have you been perhaps burying that underground you know maybe it's time to take a deep dive down and put your scuba gear on and go rescue it bring it back up to the surface ready for Sag to you know to light it up to light it up yeah and have fun yeah but yeah yeah Yeah. wave it around (laughs) <laughs> yeah and scorpio also you gotta flaunt it <laughs> you gotta flaunt it yeah um and and i think about fear and survival and um other people's money you know we're all mm. uh, characteristics of the scorpio uh archetype so when you think about maybe um control and ne- needing to hang on um A fixed quality keep things a secret or shamed or you know and and it's rules sexuality too so this is an enormous opportunity for reprogramming ourselves from any kinds of fear of our own power our sexuality you know any and all of the above and you know money is is of course energy in the third dimension so if you're on it around sex you're blocked with money if you're blocked with money you're blocked with sex i mean that's just how Mm. it is well pluto is associated with wealth isn't it? it does have an association Yes, the the wealth and, and the wealth of the earth would be Capricorn. Hidden wealth, wealth buried wealth, earth. yeah, and the um, yeah, I think it's uh, also the power. Like sexuality is a form of power. That is your powerhouse. You know, if you keep that flowing and going in a healthy way, that's your chemical inner chemical cascade. Everything's you know, it, it is personal power within yourself. If you're repressing it, you're repressing your own power in the world and again there's that you know female side that's been really demonized like oh it's your fault like blamed for it yeah yeah no more blame man we're done with blame it's like yeah just yeah don't be controlled by that (laughs) we don't need to read that one die yeah don't be controlled by it catch yourself out when you find you fall into using that filter on other people other women you know and it's there we've been programmed with it and that's okay but let's catch it and start clearing it out yeah the first thing we have to do is to become aware of it yeah, you know, exactly. um, I, I I love your um in your star power book. I wanna I wanna talk about that uh, right now if that if that's okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just I love yeah I love how <clears throat> I lo- this book is so cool. First of all, it's great when it, it, so many people are new to astrology. It's gaining uh, momentum here in the last few years about how astrology is becoming more of a common language and yet it is you know as every astrologer will tell you it takes years to really fully learn astrology so sometimes that could be so intimidating for people like they they don't know where to get started or they they just it's like couldn't be overwhelming but what i love about your book vanessa is that it's so easy to jump in it's so easy to get on the train 
you yes. make it easy so that that's like thank you i um, slow that train down i hold the hand out come on come on get yeah up. yeah you don't have to know every single working of a locomotive you know to you just yeah the train but and the, and what i also love about your book this is the spiritual aspect it's not just you you give this easy to understand basic explanation of the planets and the aspects and the angles and you explain everything in simple English, but you also give this, um, it's very empowering because you're having people engage with the stars. Like you were saying, uh, where was that part? I'm just looking it up here. How, you know, how to use the sun and how to reprogram yourself depending on what sign you are, your sun sign. Um, in this case, I'm just going to ask you, you know, with Scorpio season, with the sun in Scorpio, how, how would you recommend people use that um, to, to, you know, be in their power and their, in their cosmic power? I know this is called star power, but to be in their star <laughs> power, then we'll talk about the cosmic power. <laughs> well, I guess cosmic power really backs up. Uh, in terms of the signs, especially star power, they work together very well as a power couple. And um, so I'm just going to open that up, actually. You know, Scorpio, I do talk about it in star power as well. And you go to the ruler, Pluto, you know, right. for a bit exactly. extra as well, of course. So Scorpio, you just look at, you know, what are the main themes of Scorpio? Uh and I think touching into those themes and asking yourself questions like what, where am I being transformative or where am I doing the opposite of that? Um, you know, same with my power, my intensity, where am I embracing that? Do I feel like that's okay? Or do I feel uh, ashamed of that? Or do I repress it? Do I get triggered in when other women express these Scorpio themes? You know, they're devoted, they're magnetic, they are very persistent. The regenerative quality is huge uh, with that sexuality and, of course, where the reproductive organs. Mm -hmm. Right. In medical astrology, yeah. it rules the groin and the sexual organs. and the Yeah. And, um, you know, there's the archetype of uh, the alchemist um, and ideas that have really been, again, demonized like, the witch but then women are really embracing that so it's not a threat anymore which I think is really great because it was just propaganda to start with right. and yeah it just takes it takes the power out of it and has just really transformed it which is again such a Scorpio word which is fantastic yeah like I think you know go to that body area as well like what stones I've put in you know all these correlations actually in cosmic power so you can see you know what what part of the body is it what themes what herbs can you use what are the aromatherapy what crystals uh what uh tarot card even cool uh, is associated with it so you can sort of get into that vibe get because each archetype and sign's got a real vibe and a real frequency and um yeah you can like use those stones and put them uh on your sacral chakra it's got you know chakras that are associated uh and you know think about those themes and touch in and and speak to that part of yourself and send it love and ask it questions and just wait for feedback or feelings or colors and um i think you know listen listen to your body listen to that part of yourself there's a technique i've put mm -hmm. in star power as well i love it called focusing on a felt sense 
and it's a great way to do personal inquiry into your body slash your unconscious your subconscious and get your conscious awareness in touch with that and start a dialogue so I think particularly mm. for the the water signs and Scorpio to drop down deep like that, you know, get into the stillness, still waters run deep with the Scorpio vibes, you know, it's like dropping a, a stone or a crystal in a well and it just drops, 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 drops. So do that with your consciousness on the new moon. It's, you know, this new moon phase is a very yin, very deep. So, yeah, drop mm -hmm. into it. And, and and Scorpio is naturally psychic. It's, you know. Very psychic. So psychic. Yeah. yeah. The water signs generally. All the water signs. Yeah. Natural talent. <laughs> I always say that with readings as well. I'm like, yeah, how's the psychic side going? Yeah. And and I like the fact when you said ask your body, because, you know, we, we, we have these physical vehicles and our world is so much about being distracted and we're like not present in our body. So if there's any a sign it's Scorpio to just, you know, go really deeply within. And yeah. I love when you said, ask your body what it wants or, and commune with Pluto and Mars and go, okay, guys, girls, it. Okay. Just, um, you know, just what do you what do you want to tell me and just listen and then the the new moon in scorpio is a is super mm. easy time for that you know psychic transmissions so whoa you know you could really get a mm. deep convo going and the dream state too i mean i know that that's Absolutely. more of a neptune territory but the it's trying it's trying neptune this new moon is trying neptune well, that's so right yeah, so it's super they're going to lean on each other and and blend and dance with each other so sitting in a bathtub listen you know and your can't get your cancer on it <laughs> your moon right <laughs> sit in the bathtub get those deep visions um and uh just to be able to listen to the body and and uh, find out and in the dream state too like i find um ariel gutman i was like one of the first i think it was the first astrology book it was gifted to me by a friend and it was called mythic astrology and um, it was, um, she is, I want, I think she's a Jungian astrologer, but anyway, really amazing woman. And she, she wrote with a co-author, I think his name is Kenneth Johnson. Um, she wrote about every, uh, every archetype and then how to work with them in the dream state. And if you have a dream about, you know, an old man, that's Saturn talking to you. Oh, there's the gender thing. Sorry, Vanessa, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this book was written in the 90s, you know, but it was, <laughs> well, yes, we, we can take the, the good stuff, you know, and then whatever we can move. Reinterpret. Yeah. And I think if you teach this stuff and write things, you can reinterpret it yourself. We can certainly still learn a lot from all of uh, this stuff that came before us for sure. Right. We're like standing on the shoulders of that. It's not that we, right. we, we are, we're not held back by it, but we're simply using it as like a, you could say a stepping off point, but yeah, it, take, take the best and forget the rest. Don't worry about the rest. Yeah. yeah so with, um, in this new moon, we have a Mercury. It's not conjunct the sun and the moon. Mercury's at five degrees of Scorpio, but um, Mercury is, um, is in Scorpio for this new moon. So that would be a really um, exciting opportunity to, to listen in the dream state and, and get messages. Like, um, I know I had like a, a dream of like, you know, somebody on a bicycle and it was like, oh, there's a, that's a, and getting a message from a man on a bicycle, you know, and so it's so 
it's so mercury so um, mercury to start seeing and I, it, if when i first read that it was years ago and i used to think i thought oh this is ridiculous i i really didn't buy it and then as time wore on i'm like wait you know there's really something cool about that and so when i had dreams i started noticing and i'm like wow that's that's pluto talking to me that's saturn talking to me mm. i know in the in the uh, vedic tradition uh, their astrology, it's, they consider the planets like entities, you know, like, like gods and goddesses, like conscious beings. And they, they're totally down with the whole communing with them. So, you know, whatever we, we feel, we re if, if this resonates with you, if it doesn't, that's fine too. But I'm just saying that it's so, it's so amazing when we, uh, when we can, it, it gives a whole nother dimension of, um, imagination and of um you know depth when when we think of the the planets as these entities and beings and that we can commune with them in a dream state or meditation or like you're saying just go sit in meditation in a bath you know it's just really yeah and water definitely yeah water sign it's definitely a Maybe you don't want to sit in a stagnant pond that Scorpio might. <laughs> <laughs> the swamp. Go, get down the swamp. You're right. Uh, you turn the lights down low, nice and dark, so it doesn't pull you out externally, so you can drop in. Yeah, if you have music. Like, just don't have distraction because it's so externalizing. Just have soft music that supports you dropping down into that well or swamp. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, I like the fact that you're you're in for this new moon lunation, which will last until let's see when is the next. So it'll be from Eastern time Sunday, the fifteenth of November, until the next new moon would be in in Sag, and that would be December fourteenth, which is also the solar eclipse. So this that's a big deal. That's a huge big deal. But this Sagittarians, is Sagittarians, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> this Sagittarians. So. Um, so for this next 28 or so days, um, the, the, you, you have your um, Mercury is going to be, in a, you know, for the, this lunation, Mercury is in opposition to Uranus and Taurus. So how do you see that playing out or what kind of advice would you give people or how to, how to use that opposition in the most uh, powerful way? Yeah, I find oppositions, and this is an interesting one to observe uh, Scorpios that are having the Uranus opposition to their sun and see what's happening for them. And with the opposition, you know, you usually project it so you can see it in front of you. So at least you know what you're dealing with as opposed to the squares that are quite blindsidey. Uh, so you can, you, I think, we, you know, we usually identify with uh, the personal planet. So, and it's harder to incorporate or integrate that outer planet. So I think that's just about being exposed to uh, new ideas, like a bit radical, Bit radical for me and you but you're sitting there looking at it the person's maybe telling you something or representing that uranus if someone shocks you if someone's saying something that's very progressive or uh maybe even talking about stuff that's uranus in taurus which is uh cryptocurrency or like uh biotech or these um just new new things to do Solar with technology energy. food finances uh, women as well, Taurus, you know, or that, that feminine side, the body. Um, yeah, if it, if it shocks you and you're like, oh, that's new, don't just reject it. Like that's Uranus has come to have a chat with you. Just doesn't mean you have to swallow it either. Just sit there and have a file open and ha have a little bit of detachment, I guess, and think about 
well, okay, I'll just have a listen to that. I've, I've noticed you. Yes. <laughs> it's like Uranus in Taurus. I see it as like the cattle, electric cattle prod. So someone <laughs> the electric, electric cattle, prod. cattle prodding your mind and your ideas um, in a communicative way, getting you to up-level your, your communication for a start, which has been 2020, very much so learning new words and to be thoughtful about uh, other people that aren't like you, that your paradigm isn't the only one, actually. You know, I think that's, that's what it looks like to me. Mm, that's really great. great opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I think about the, um, in the, uh, the, the Mercury in, in Scorpio, it's like, you know, the, the tendency to have a, you know, if we're, if we're being obsessive and controlling in our minds and our attitudes yeah, you know, that, that we can we can get like hey wait a minute maybe yes. i can let go of some of that obsessive control ocd thinking and yeah radically and like upgrade radically make that shift that's yeah. true or someone else will come and help you do it perhaps because it's that opposition yeah, maybe a woman with green hair and will help you do it. <laughs> you're honest. <and> <laughs> well, and maybe you're the Uranus for someone else. Right, right. Maybe you're, you're the radical. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, yeah. oh, I don't want to change my ideas, but oh, I'll go think about that and obsess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And yeah. then there is a, let's see, there, I see a, there's a big old T-square. The Jupiter-Pluto the Jupiter -Pluto conjunction is the apex of a T-square um, for, for this lunation. And that's with, um, let's see, Mars and Venus is in that square with the Jupiter. So that's definitely, I know it, 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 Venus has already gone past the Mars, uh, you know, but Mars is, of course, going to start trekking back i think it's, it's slower though it's slow, slower than very it. slow at the moment it's very cranky i think yeah. that mars let's talk a bit about the mars yeah yeah i'm wondering how that'll come up that's a bit out of orb for me but it's still you know it's that's that seven degrees difference yeah it's seven degrees I would use yeah, five. It's waning but it, it still has a little bit of that cranky i think it's a little cranky. Little cranky right <laughs> yeah so that mars oh my gosh let's see where that goes i think yeah. um, the fire, as a fire sign are you feeling that you know that new direction has opened up a little bit or you have a little bit of awareness of a little bit of a, a pivot or yeah just your direction generally yeah well on a, on a big scale in my life it's just you know actually taking action to um to you know to enroll in the course the year-long course yeah. so that's definitely the mars retrograde is like stepping of the last two what is six weeks that has been retrograde like let me let me see you know which direction maybe I, it's okay to pivot and let's see when I pivot, you know, how that is going to affect, you know, who I am in this world and what I can contribute to society and, you know, all of that with this, with the square to, yeah. to Pluto, but um, on a, on a, um, so yeah, I, I definitely, um, and, and moving in, and, and not reacting so much. I've noticed I've been really mindful yeah. about not being um, so, you know, reactive or egoic, whatever, just, just watching that's the mechanism. A, that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people have had to learn, go on that journey, actually this last six months in particular. So that's a really good correlation with that Mars having been retrograde in Aries. Right. And now it's it's trying the south node. Yep. As well. It's trying the south node and Sag. So what would you say to our listeners about that? The, the Mars trining the south node and Sag. 
Well, it'll move into a sextile very soon with the North Node in Gemini too. And I think that's just that ability to uh, go forward in yeah, more thoughtful way, more directed way, direct that fire, um, you know, towards your destiny. You know, it's interesting uh, that the North Node's in Gemini, you know, communication axis with Sagittarius and right. people have been, you know, there's just been so much combativeness uh, on the internet and interpersonally and that Mars has just been like this fire hose sprayed all over the place you know, <laughs> in, in words you know in words and perhaps with that trine in the sextile to the communication axis uh, and now going forward we've got the picture and we have a little bit more awareness and um, more ability to um, express things that are will have impact in in uh more helpful way rather than just create a fight for yeah the I, I've, I've likened the Mars uh, retrograde in um, in Aries when it first went I remember talking on the podcast about you know I think of Mars the Aries is like the blowtorch and Mar you know the combat like the Mars being like this you know um, savage beastly you know caveman with a club like clubbing you know I have to be right and or blowtorching people with your you know Absolutely. I'm right you're wrong and it's like instead of blowtorching how about if we instead of you know where you said it was like a fire a, a water hose I think it could be a fire hose but the um, taking that that blowtorch instead of shooting it out to somebody what if you aimed it up and let that light glow and light up everybody and give warmth and light to all instead of hurting somebody with this energy you know like redirecting yeah. for a better purpose and using it to propel you rather than incinerate people and i think right. <laughs> yeah incinerate is not a good plan <laughs> that's right and people have been incinerated you know online uh with words and just heck yeah yeah shot down and that i it's interesting a lot of that happened over this not just the mars retro was a few things but that mars in aries just i think added the incineration <laughs> aspect right. And yeah, you can, yeah, it's redirecting that Mars energy and not wasting it just to get it out because it's a it's a big energy and it's a lot of yang, like it's ultra yang energy, isn't it? And maybe too for <clears throat> women that haven't been speaking up and standing by their own opinions and saying what's right for them and adding those boundaries and being assertive, you know, over this period, this has all come back on the table and we've had, is her name K Kamalia? Uh, Kamala, 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 Kamala? Yeah. Kamala, 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 you know, that went viral where she was in the debate, the vice presidential debate, and she oh, was being talked yeah. over and she's like, no, don't interrupt me. Right. And that was very, that's very Mars. She used her Mars. She's being assertive and saying, no, I'm speaking. Yes, it was Mr. Vice know, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I I'm yes. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Yeah, you're right. There's use of that whole square with. <laughs> yeah, and she's leading. She's leading doing that, and she's showing a whole bunch of women this is how it's done. She's modeling it. She's leading. Mars in Aries is a massive trailblazer, right up there in front. No looking back, and with the sextile to the communication access nodes, you know, yeah, leading the way. This is how you say it. <laughs> it's how you do it look look and learn 
and being effective in that and being embraced for it you know we're all seeing her being embraced for that I've only seen positives I'm sure that you know there's been two sides but I've seen so many positives on that and I'm so glad to see that Mm. you know it's a beautiful image I've seen on the internet of um, Kamala walking down a street and the shadow that's projected on the wall as she's walking by is I saw that yes yeah and that's that's Bridges, who was, of course, in our American history, that was the little girl that walked with the National Guardmen to let her into school in 1960 when the, the deseg- it was the first school to be desegregated in Louisiana. And yeah. there's a the little shadow. And then here's grown Kamala with her high heeled shoes and her beautiful suit. And she's walking with her briefcase. And it, I love that. It's just so cool. Yeah, and it's a really big deal, again, knowing history and what uh, women, a- any woman, and then more recently, uh, women of colour, particularly in America and still now in other places, like what they've been put through to be silenced and not allowed to speak. So for her to stand there at that position is just huge. Like I won't go into the things because I just think rolling out re-traumatising things for you know, anyone, it's not helpful, but, you know, it was the nastiest of the nasty to silence women. So this is very exciting. And I see a lot of women still, you know, again, behind Cosmic Power, part of writing that was to shine your light and, you know, have that confidence to express yourself also in speech and what you do mm. coming from you. So, yeah, I think she, she just really modelled that for us and showed us how. In a, in a way, she was a, she's been a really great example of this Mars retrograde. When, when it went retrograde in Aries. She has moon in Aries too. So oh. she's got that, she's on the Libra Aries axis. She's sun in Libra. Same as AOC, who's very assertive and brilliant with her communication. They're yes. both yes, yeah, right. sun, Libra, moon Aries people. I wonder if that, it was 28 degrees, it went retrograde down to 15. I wonder if Kamala's... Um, moon was somewhere in there probably was but what i love is that um when i saw that i'm like wow you know what that with the square with jupiter Saturn, and pluto was like oh here it is we're gonna collectively we as a nation are pivoting with leadership you know and so um there was you know and i'm like that's another good sign that biden we will win the election with a, a female vice president yes. Yeah, absolutely. What a smart move. I just knew he had it as soon as he did that. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was time. He's walking some talk, like he's walking some talk by taking that action. It was brilliant. Yeah. And Amy Klobuchar was a very skilled, wonderful uh, senator from Minnesota. She was, she was, you know, up there running for president and uh, he had gained a, a good amount, you know, people really listening to her and she was gaining a lot of traction. And then she said, you know what, I'm stepping down because I, it's time for a black woman to be here and I'm just going to remove myself from, con- don't consider me, please. I thought that oh, was wow. wonderful. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. It's walking the talk and creating the spaces and supporting and, and being out with that so that other people get that new idea. There's that Uranus opposite Mercury you know, giving people those new ideas that they might not have even thought of. And, it, and it's okay. And this is how you do it. And think differently. It's okay differently. to give up. And yeah, and express express those thoughts. Like put them out there in, in words and concepts Yeah. and images, visual communication. Yeah. 
So this yeah. is uh, this is definitely a really it, it's a very juicy new moon. I'm I'm looking for I'm already in it. <laughs> I didn't wait for Sunday, man. I'm just <laughs> jumping. Must be that Uranus opposition with Mercury. You know why wait? <laughs> just jump. Yeah, in. let's do it now. Yeah, well we're we're in the vibe. We're definitely in the vibe. Mine's in my seventh, and I've got all these chats that I'm having. You jumped in at the last minute. And I'm like, oh look, you know, it's always interesting to see who shows up and. Yeah. You're, you're, this, this new moon is in your seventh? Yeah. Oh. Yep. So I've just, yeah, done a, a few little collaborations and chats and it's been really great. You know, it feels like more of a full moon vibe when those things come to fruition. But, yeah, it's on the new moon, so who knows where they'll go. Mm-hmm. More of those, more of those. Wow, awesome. Well, um, is there anything else you wanted to share with us about anything, uh, your star power, cosmic power, the new moon, anything else as, as we wrap up? I mean, I think that's the main thing. Read star power, read cosmic power, the, grab the power couple. Uh, even if you know you're a bit of astrology, like whether you're a beginner, it's great. The, the sun sign book and don't want to go beyond that. Uh, you can just read it as a deep dive into each sign. And also I spend a bit of time talking about the sun in our solar system and what it represents and a bit of history. There's a bit of history and history battle for the sun. That's one of the titles. Battle for the sun. <laughs> I love it. Of course, this is a Sag talking. Battle for the sun. <laughs> uh, yes, the book that only a fire sign would write and the way I've written it as well. And um yeah, very Leo, like watch how the Leos do it as well. Obviously ruled by the sun. So Leos are going to love this one. <laughs> I love this book so much. I love it. And, you know, even to this day, I love hearing how other people describe things. I, I think 90% of my astrological education was just listening to different people's interpretations. And it just. Yeah, great. So I just love it when you're like, oh, I love the way she said that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it doesn't matter how much astrology, you know, a lot or a little, it's like, you're always going to get something out of it. So Absolutely. So this does span a bit of a broad range, because then if you go past just sun signs, you can read uh, each planet in a sign, you can read it that way, or you can just read it for the sign. So it's like, you know, you've got the Leo section, and then you've got uh, moon, mercury venus so you can read that as a leo or if someone is say a different sun sign but they've got venus in say aries they'll go to the aries section and look up that venus part and and put it together like that right and it's like stringing and you just yeah yeah but i especially also loved writing the first part of the book which is yeah about the sun uh, which and the things it represents which is confidence and self-esteem so what is that? Why is it important to have that? Why is it important to dial it up, amp your shine and glow your own way? Glow your own way. You can. <laughs> and how you do that. So, you know, I like to put a bit of practicality into my books. So I actually consulted it, uh, two psychologists. One um, was a head of the gender clinic as well, just because I'm so aware of you know, uh, that gender divide. But then I'm thinking, well, the next thing, and this is the Uranus coming in for me is like well we it's important to embrace that as well and um that side of ourselves but like i was saying you know gender neutral and gender diversity to really get on board with that and understand it and you know i've written that in as well Mm. just to acknowledge everyone because times are changing and the binary is it's too 
it's too crystallized like Capricorn, you know, it's crystallized and it's time for that Uranus to come and blow it out of the water and open it up for us all. So yeah, that was, I've put in what I've learned from them. One in particular about building self-esteem and different ways to do that and, and why it's so important. And um, also then where, you know, where there's light, there's shade. So there's like what, what can potentially dim your light to be aware of and also the golden shadow so that's I think is probably pretty unusual for a sun sign book so it's definitely beyond the regular not what you'd expect yes it's definitely I love that yeah it gives a lot of depth because I noticed that in the book you talk about the shadow and 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 then you called it what did you just call it the golden shadow and it's the golden shadow so it's resources it's a Jungian term and uh, it's the resources that you've been repressing or hiding uh, or maybe not even aware of that could really benefit you. You know, it's like uh, maybe you're very, very artistic, but your family was very sciencey and they repressed that about you and you had to go and be a mathematician. But, you know, you really wanted to be a dancer. So, <laughs> you know, it's going in there and, and, and you know, when it's when it's repressed like that, you that's where people project it. Like it still comes into your life somewhere so you can see it in the mirror. So you see someone dancing and you're like, oh, they're dancing. They're no good you know, because you're repressing it in yourself. So you have to repress it in your external environment. So that's the, the trigger. That's the key telling you, knock, knock, you've got a little issue there. And if you open up to it, like I, I when I studied um, transpersonal counseling, one of the girls in the class literally had this actually. And she said she would have dreams um, when she started opening up about it, that she was dancing. And like, at least she started in her dream life and um, then brought it through to her waking life. And wow. yeah, so it's like talents and resources that you can find and, and externalize and actually embrace rather than keep repressing them. That's part of what the golden shadow is all about. Wow, I love that. That's really awesome. I've never heard of that term golden shadow until you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be all Brene Brown shame, but uh, yeah, these things that you would never think that people feel bad about and don't even know that they're doing it not don't have that conscious awareness around it mm. so it's very Scorpio turf too like getting into the dark and uh, trying to find your way around in this dark place actually how there's different ways of finding it and it's not so direct you know that idea of about being someone triggering you that's so indirect uh-huh yeah it's a, yeah feeling your way around oh found came up against a wall there okay yeah it's like and it's okay as a matter of fact i don't the wall doesn't have to stop me i could put my foot up there and bounce off of it like use it to move forward don't don't be yeah like yeah just finding where and dissolving it and um using that water of the new moon so water and new moon dissolve that wall like yeah. it doesn't need to be an obstacle water finds its way yeah over under around seep through seep through right that's so that's so swampy scorpio yeah seep through <laughs> go down under through the dungeon seep through there <laughs> so the name <laughs> of the book that people can get right now on on amazon or or and really about just about any seller is star power a simple guide to astrology for the modern mystic and then yes. the new book coming out is called cosmic power ignite your light a simple guide to sun signs for the modern mystic. Now that's available for pre-order. And when when does that come out? Around February or so? 
So that was actually released in the UK on Friday the 13th, which is great. It's released here and in the US, I guess due to COVID backlog, you know, the pipes are a bit bit blocked with the publishing there. Uh, it's February, but I've been saying, I hope I'm allowed to say this actually, you could uh, order it from the UK from something like Book Depository who they have free delivery and they have great prices usually. So cool. go check them out and jump the queue. Jump the queue, as they Jump say. Jump the queue. Okay. Yeah, and time for Christmas. It's a great present as well for beginners. It is. And uh, for younger women because it's just so empowering. Younger women, right. It's just Absolutely. friendly to the max. I mean, guys, there's yeah. no guys, girls, cowboys, cowgirls, mermaids, mermen. <laughs> if there is no excuse for not learning astrology. You can grab these cute little books. They're just, it's easy come on, man, make it easy, you know, and, yeah. and start that journey, the one that you've been thinking about and thinking about now that Mars yeah, is direct, jump on it, take action. So, <laughs> so, Get the power couple. The power couple. I love that. <clears throat> well, anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vanessa. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need my water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me again. I love chatting with you. And yeah, I think I was saying early on with this when you chatted last time, like it's so up your alley as a Leo also. And thank you everyone for listening. Grab, yep, grab a copy of the the Power Couple. UK does it better at the moment. So <laughs> have some tea and crumpets and grab your That's right, tea and crumpets. Oh, and they make great presents too. So if you know somebody else loves astrology, you know, now we can celebrate uh, the holidays and uh yeah, so it makes a great gift. Gift, mm -hmm. gifts. gift or gifts. So yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, my dear. Well, thank you so much, and um, I'm sure we'll talk. We'll be talking soon. Thank and, you, and um, yeah, stay cosmic, guys. And you're you're also the uh, horoscope columnist for Glamour, right? Yes. Yes. So people can catch your things there, and uh, as well as uh, any. And there are some other places, I believe. Glamour. Uh, I do the weeklies at Glamour Magazine. I'm the resident astrologer there for U the US. And I do a monthly forecast with Tony on his podcast, actually, Astrology University. That's been quite fun. And I do readings. And readings. <laughs> lots, yes. lots of writing. I've been pitching my next, the third in the Power Series. So I'm just like, when should we do it? I'm ready. <laughs> it's going to be a trilogy or well, you don't know yet yeah well I, I already pitched four like a series with four in it so I'm just like well they commissioned the second and they said we're very interested in a series which is why the second one looks like the first one and has is now officially a series well it's a couple is that a series I'm not sure so I'm looking towards uh creating a thruple right uh, <laughs> as well. I said on hell word yeah, so uh, hopefully they get back to me with what would be the best timing for that. I'm ready to go. I mean, I can't get on a plane, right? I may as well just keep at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, my dear. Well, all right, thank you so much. And um, so everybody, happy new moon in Scorpio. Um, and let us know how, how it's uh, showing up for you. And where, uh, wherever 23 degrees of Scorpio is in your chart, is where you're going to be seeing uh, the, all these potent new um, possibilities for reprogramming, yep. rebirth. Yeah, shed and plant those seeds. 
plant those new seeds. Yeah. Embrace your power. Rawr. Rawr. Embrace your senses and <laughs> up. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. So and let us know. You know, we, we, I love hearing from all of you guys. I thank you for your feedback. It's always um, wonderful. And so. Uh, yeah, until next time, uh, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. We'll see you next time. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>